104 to 107 nationwide SAFM, and we are leading the conversation. Uh, so <laughs> this ATM is saying, hi, thank you for playing the oldie. Papa was a rolling stone. That's what we do. Great music all the time. And all kudos uh, to Brabenzita, who is our DJ man and the boss man of the show. So right now we are joined by Dr. Mpumele Longobe who's the head of department and senior lecturer for the Department of Social Work at the University of the Free State. We are talking about the psychosocial impact on victims and secondary victims around the pit bull attacks uh, that we have um, seen and they've really ripped our society. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been very painful to experience and see and hear these reports. Please do join in on the conversation, especially from the victim point of view, from the society that has experienced that attack point of view. And also, I'd love to also hear from people who are owners or were owners of pit bulls, what their thoughts are, because they should also be probably feeling like victims because now they need to um, take their loved pets to the SPCA or at times even put them down. Joining on the conversation via SMS on 41391 or WhatsApp at 0614-104107. You can also call in on 086-000-2032. Dr. Mpumelelongobe, thank you very much for joining us. It's been such a long time. How have you been doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Godide, it's good to talk to you again. I trust that you're doing well as well as we wind down the year. Mm, well, yeah, we are strengthened. We are strengthened. Uh, these attacks on uh, pit bulls, uh, by pit bulls on children and, 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 and adults just at large, uh, the numbers have been escalating. I mean, it seemed like it was one incident and then another one followed and another one followed. Um, is this a new phenomenon and does it say something about society and where it is? Thank you very much, Godita. Um, um, and again, uh, looking at this topic, um, it's important that we talk about it, um, especially around this time, looking at the spike. Um, you know, you, there's quite a number of people who have been mauled um, by pit bulls. Um, of course, others may be lucky. Uh, they are survivors of attacks of such um, vicious animals. Um, while others, unfortunately, they, 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 they lost their lives in the process. So it, it's, it, we're looking at a question on whether it is a new phenomenon. Um, of course, um, the history will tell us that, you know, peoples, um, you know, were imported into South Africa in the 1970s. But um, be that as it may, um, it will seem that um, the, even from a back, from time in memorial, there's been, you know, attacks, you know, uh, on people by these vicious dogs, not only in South Africa, but elsewhere, particularly in the United States of America. So, the, you know, the history shows that, of course, while there are some people who breed them successfully and they're friendly dogs, but, uh, you know, from time to time, you've got, you've got these um, vicious attacks on people. So in South Africa, it's, it's not new now. Uh, you know, you, 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 you had um, cases back in the 70s right up to where we are now. The only concern is that we are seeing a spike um, in, in these incidents uh, where people are being killed, children and the elderly are being killed um, by people. In the U.S., quite a number of people were, were, were killed, and they continue to be, to, to be killed by people um, to this day. And, of course, in the, today we're looking at the impact that it has uh, on survivors, 
or, or even on secondary victims, and perhaps we'll be looking at the secondary victims and defining what, what secondary victims um, are. Okay, I think let's let's get to that. Let's uh, talk about, um, you know, firstly, the victim. Is the victim yes. always the person who's been mauled by um, the pit bull? Yes. So that'll be um, the, the victim, somebody who's been directly attacked by these people. So those are the, the survivors um, of um, these uh, vicious attacks. So imagine being attacked by this vicious, uh, vicious um, animal. Um, and you know that, of course, sometimes when you're looking at it standing there, it looks, it might look friendly. But when it begins to attack you, looking at it, looking at its, at its eyes, no matter what you do, whether you cry or you try and hit it or fight back, it just attacks. And where it holds, it does and let go and you manage to escape that kind of a grip um and for by sheer luck you you, you survive that kind of attack that is that that causes such an, a deep mental scar that one is going to carry the form for eternity for as long as they are alive so that on its own is going to cause a lot of psychosocial problems um and now we are talking about trauma you know because sometimes it could be trauma that you experience immediately sometimes um even if it wasn't that a, a severe attack but this mere fact that you you experience Experienced, almost experienced that near-death experience, um, it, it could be that with the progression of time, you begin to see the impact of being attacked by such a, such an a, such an animal, um, and uh, you you begin sometimes begin to be aloof or uh, other people they they, they even nauseate as, as signs and symptoms of uh, you know you, you you know such trauma, uh, deep-seated trauma as a result of these uh, these attacks um, by by animals. But it also affects any other person who have gone through uh, a traumatic experience and here we are talking about the traumatic experience resulting from the attacks from from peoples from animals in this case so it could be it could be that but sometimes it could be that um you know as i indicate that one begins to uh, they may nauseate or they may strike to to sleep um, at night uh, sometimes they may have flashbacks sometimes they can they become aloof or withdrawn you know from, from the society and those on this one they alter uh, one's life and how they interact um, with themselves, how they interact with the people in their immediate around, surroundings or in the broader society. Uh, so those will be the direct um, the victims um, it, it provided. Yes, they, will, they, they were lucky to survive such attacks. Mm. Yeah, and it's not many who survive attacks by pit bulls. It's not. It's not yes, many. It, it's not because here, as I indicated, of course, those who deal with these animals, they can tell you, you know, that that animal, when, once it attacks, um, once, once it gets angry or it attacks, it doesn't let go. And um, sometimes you, you, you've seen, you know, most of us have been when walking in the townships, you, 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 you get, you know, almost attacked by a dog. But when you threaten it, sometimes it also retreats. But this one, it doesn't retreat. This is one vicious, uh, vicious animal. One, once it, it, it makes its mind that it's attacking, it's attacking. So, I, so, and and it knows exactly where where to to hold. And in most cases, it calls for the neck. And because it, it is, it, it it was trained or it was designed to kill. Those who deal with these animals, they will tell you the history of these animals. You know, being used in wars and so forth and so on. So it was actually designed for for for, for such um vicious, vicious attacks. So that's why you wouldn't have many people say. Look, I mean, the most recent incident I can I can uh, remember is of three days ago in Rustenburg, where a pit bull went over a wall, and and um, killed uh, one of the patrons of a tavern. Um, I mean, how how does 
you know, what incites the pit bull to, to do that? I know you're not an animal specialist, but mm-hmm. is it because it was poked? It was, uh, you know, enticed by something? Why? Why just jump over a wall and kill a patron? Yeah, it would be interesting really to hear from, you know, people who train or who deal with animals, who specialize uh, in these animals to actually justify why. Of course, they've got quite a number of reasons, uh, the animal being irritated by this, that, and the other. Um, but from, from my standpoint, we're saying we're looking at it from a psychosocial point of view to say once you, you've been attacked or even when you, you haven't been attacked, you know, looking at it from a, a, a second point of view, you know, somebody who says, I witnessed this, I witnessed this animal attacking an individual, the impact it has on your side is damaging. It is that that we refer to as secondary victimization. Uh, sometimes the term that may be used is, um, you know, vicarious trauma, you know, suffering from vicarious trauma, indicating that it wasn't, you were not the direct um, victim, but now you become a secondary victim because you you witnessed that. And it's not only, you know, people who have witnessed um, that, yeah, sometimes, including, you know, your, your, your journalists, because we get to know about these stories through journalists, they go around, they hear of these attacks, they go and see the victim. Sometimes they, they even find dead bodies there or they find the dog still um, in action or whatever the case might be. And those, um, you know, journalists, if they don't get necessary support or attention, they tend to suffer from secondary trauma uh, having seen those traumatic incidences. Certainly. You know, Dr. Mok, when I'm thinking about people who get to the scene, family members, community members mm-hmm. who witness this, because it doesn't happen in a split second, and it can't be a silent mm-hmm. event mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. when I'm imagining it. There should be a lot of secondary victims. You're hearing the dog, but you can't get it away from the person. Uh, you're hearing it growling and barking and whatever. Mm-hmm. You're seeing this scene. It must be a gruesome one. So what support is there for secondary victims? Or is it just a, uh, well, as to Zenum Deni that has lost a loved one, uh, but mm-hmm. ignore the secondary victims? Yes. Yeah. And when you're saying that, I'm, I'm reminded of, you know, one case in point in the free state where Ukoko witnessed the Umzugulu being being mauled to death. And as you indicating, Uti, it's not it's not it's not a split of a second and then the child is gone. No, the child will scream, the growl, and yet the dog, you know, keeps on charging and you know mauling the the, the, the child until the child is no more. And at that point, you know, Ukraine Ukoko was looking at um, this Umzugulu in that kind of a situation, wishing she could jump over, wishing she could do something, but there's nothing that she could do. And those pictures, that that film will forever be in her mind and it will play over and over again. And in no time, especially for Abandra Badala, so uh, eventually in no time, if they don't get necessary support, suffering from heart attacks, suffering from whatever the case might be, because now they experience that from trauma. And, and, and they begin to blame themselves. As Umdom Dala, I witnessed that incident being, you know, happening to my child or my grandchild. I should have intervened. My child died while I was 
was watching and I couldn't help them. And, you know, that self-blame might also hit back uh, on them and, and really affect them and, and mentally and even, you know, physically their health deteriorates. In no time, you hear, so those, those kind of uh, situations are also there. Um, so the, what will be needed will be an, um, an immediate attention. Uh, and the immediate attention is for uh, the secondary victims to quickly get um, psychosocial support from your social workers, from your psychologists, or from, from your counselors, or, or, or even the counselors for that matter in the event where they are not professionals um, or, or on site. So they need to immediately get that. But sometimes, again, especially as Abandaba Miyama, we will say, well, you've gone through a traumatic incident, but, uh, but you say, no, we deal with these things. We've been through worse. And you think what you, you've got all the energy, you, uh, the strength, you'll resign against this. Uh, yet uh, you, you don't know how, how deep-seated it, it is, that incident is in your psyche. So so in with the progression of time, you begin to see um, the damage, and by then again, it might be too late for you to begin to to seek um, attention. So what will be important is that perhaps even before these um, these traumatic incidents happen in our surroundings, you need to know your whereabouts in your surrounding, know the resources that you have in your community, know where the offices of social workers are. For instance, you have your social workers from the Department of Social Development, you have your social workers from um, the private sector. Um, you, you, you have your psychologist and so forth and so on. So you need to know who do you run to um, and seek help. It's important. It's one thing that you might take for granted, yet it makes a huge, huge difference if you seek it at the right time and you get it at the right time. Certainly. Can we take the other side of the spectrum now? Can can we look at the the, the, the those who are mourning the loss of their beloved pets, the pit bull. Because they're also, in my view, victims to a certain degree. I mean, um, you might have had this uh, dog in your family for, 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 for a couple of years since it was a puppy. You've raised it, you've loved it, and it has not mauled anyone. But now you mm-hmm. have to take it away. And some of these people are feeling like they're being, you know, victimized for um, incidents that their pets were not involved in. How do we support yeah. them? Yes, so there are two kinds of people in this case. One, it will be that kind of a person whose dog has been, um, you know, caught in an act and all of a sudden, you know, it gets killed. Because usually when it, a dog kills a person, um, you know, it's, it's most likely that it's going to be killed. Of course, uh, maybe in, 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 in remote areas, you know, that doesn't happen. But we know that in urban areas, a dog kills a person, it gets killed as well. So that kind of a person will also, perhaps, yes, there might be trauma by the incident, but in, in most cases they, they, are, they are soothed or comforted by the fact that, you know, I know my dog was killed because it killed somebody. That is the worst situation. If somebody is, is mourning or they are grieving wherever they are because of my dog, you know, it is, it, it is a good thing to, to, to have been done was for my dog to be taken down. So in that case, you know, they find some sort of comfort. They don't get to suffer um, victimization because the dog has been killed, but they know that, of course, it was killed for a good reason. Um, but then they 
means there'll be a second person who now all of a sudden, you know, in, in the community, in the townships, I've seen situations where, you know, you, you know, the community, they'll approach a, house, a certain house or one of their neighbors to tell them that, look, we know you, you, you're keeping this dog. Can you please get rid of this dog? And all of a sudden, this person, um, you know, this dog it hasn't done, it has always been behaving well. Now they have to call, you know, the SPCA to come and collect the dog. So in that kind of a situation yesterday, they, they feel hard done because this dog has, hasn't, hasn't committed any crime, nothing has happened. But it is better to be safe than be sorry. You know, there are a lot of people, even as these incidents continue to happen, you know, there are a lot, lot of people who are saying, you know, no, my dog won't do this. My dog is a good animal and so forth and so on. Only to find, you know, a few days later that it commits, it commits this kind of a heinous, heinous crime. So somebody who understands, especially who understands where the society is at the moment, it will be best to say, you know, even though my dog has saved me well, I think it will be it will be a noble idea for me to take it to give it to give it up um, before it causes any harm. That's why I'll say it is uh, you know better to be safe than sorry. So in those kind of situations, of course there will be attachment issues. You know I've got I've got dogs as well here um, in my backyard. I've you know I've, I've had these dogs for for more than ten years now. Um, as my children were born, they were born while these dogs were here and they are still here today. So the thing is I'm attached to these dogs. My children are attached to these dogs. So if they were to be in, taken within a, in a moment just like that, that, that attachment element will, will kick in. You know, you feel like you've lost a family member. But of course, um, if, if, if I think it is that deep, it will be important. For instance, well, maybe for me, I, I wouldn't see much, um, much, much of a challenge because I'm an adult. But, but for my kids, I'll have to take them for counseling. Mm-hmm. I have to ensure that they are counseled, they get to understand why the dog has been taken, so that they go through that process and understand and they reconcile with the whole process. But otherwise, if they don't do that, indeed, you know, you've got children, they do feel like, you know, they, they've lost a family member. Let's go to a voice note from one of our A-teamers. Please join in on the conversation, A-teamers. It's not an easy one, but uh, it's one we are having with Dr. Mpumalele Ngube around uh, the psychosocial impact on victims and secondary victims after a pit bull attack. Social Conversations Looking at the issue of uh, pit bulls, um, I'm a bit concerned that we are vocal about these animals, but uh, are they worse than the uh, GBV? Are they worse than people who are being killed on the road by people who sometimes who are drunk? I, I, I think we need to, to, to find ways like, for instance, people who, who, who must keep this pit bull, they ma- the, the laws must be strict, like uh, uh, laws of uh, uh, owning a, a gun. Those people who want to keep pit bulls, they, they should have licenses, and the places where they keep them, it must be inspected. Uh, like like a gun that you must keep it in the safe. I, I think it's unfair that those animals must uh, 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 be taken away from society because they are helping on on the other side, and they, we do not count on the side where they 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 they, they protect lives of other people. Uh, uh, I think 
we need to look both sides, not on on only one side. Thank you very much, sir, uh, Patricia. Thank you, Atima. Thank you for that comment. Um, uh, Dr. Ngobe, I mean, the Atima is coming with another side that pit bulls, um, yeah, they, they might have been getting this uh, really uh, shocking uh, reputation, but at the end of the day, there are families who are using pit bulls as security for their homes because crime is also rife. Yeah, no, yeah, thank you, Sotole. Yeah, but, but perhaps maybe it will be unfair to compare and say uh, the, best, uh, the, the, the Western, uh, you know, GPV and all other heinous crimes that we mm. experience in our society. I think it will be unfair. But here we are looking at a situation where, in, in, all, in, all, in all fairness, you know, if there's um, an incident and you, you can help or you can, there's something that you can do, the best thing will be to say, is it best that we, is there a way in which this can be averted? For instance, we are looking at people people's mauling people and the incidences are rising. So if we can, if, if there's something that can be done, let it be done as opposed to say, no, it's not, it's not yet that bad. The death of one person is the death of one too many. So it will be important to, to try and avert that before it even reaches the levels where GPV is, is, is at, at the moment. If you're talking about killing of you know, people, you know, um, the murders that are happening in South Africa, you know, I was talking to Prabhen earlier indicating that there are people, 7,000 people get killed, um, you know, every three months, 7,000 people. You know, you, you don't want people to also reach that level before you can act. You know, you need to you keep it at this level so that it doesn't rise. Even with all the, you know, the matters that we're looking at, it could have been a situation where they are kept it before they even reach those statistics. But it's now way out of hand. Of course, it can be controlled, it can be dealt with, you know, political will, you know, the, with, with the society, the, we keep being involved, these things can be kept. It can be kept. The same applies to people. Let's deal with it now before it causes more harm. Already it's causing harm. You've got, you, you know, a lot of pandemonium in, in, the, in the society with people being, um, you know, up in arms regarding people. They are trying to keep the, the, this problem before it even gets out of hand. So to, but of course, the other point that the ATM raised was that uh, perhaps there need to be strict laws um, in owning these um, these animals. Yes, I agree with the, the ATM. There must be strict laws. If or if at all they are allowed, people are allowed to keep them. There must be strict laws. Otherwise, if there's a way of saying, you know, look, if we if we can't look after these animals, let's rather you know ban them in South Africa. Let's let's abolish the you know keeping them as pets because otherwise, if you get to look at the reason why they were they were they, they, you, you know they were in the first place, it was precisely for the for for the purposes of fighting in wars, and of course, some people are using them for dog fights and so forth and so on. It was they, they were not meant to be pets that you, you you keep like you keep any other you know normal dog. But of course, it is a debate that can be held by those who keep those those dogs as well. Now, uh, Doctor Ngobe, has there been um, a, a call for social workers, psychologists? Um, and, and other professionals to go into communities where these incidences have happened. So I haven't seen it. Um, yes, there's been support for families, but into the schools, the communities, um, you know, I, I haven't seen it. So has there been a call? 
No, no. In fact, they, they haven't. Um, and again, I think it also um, conscientizes us to say, look, there's, there's an area you can see that there's a rising problem here. As psychologists, as social workers, are we reaching out to communities, teaching them? But from, from the social worker psychologist uh, point of view, I haven't heard of any, but I know I've seen campaigns being done by, for instance, the, 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 the police and, and, and other people involved um, going out into the communities, educating them about this. I, I saw it in the free state i don't know in other communities but it will be important but i know it for instance in my in my case in my department where there are such incidences we find um you know the social workers we find students that we are training to go into the communities to reach out to the communities and 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 using their skills to try and reach out and and assist in those kind of situations but it's something that we can be dealt with you know we, holistically we try and engage as schools or social work um you know countrywide or even social work um, associations and so forth and so on to try and, and ensure that in communities where we are, let us ensure that we embark on a drive of how to deal with uh, such traumatic incidences when they happen in their, in their midst. Sure. I'm sad that uh, there hasn't been a huge drive for this. I think uh, it, it needs to be a priority because sure. it, it's been very scary. I mean, uh, taking a walk around any neighborhood now because you don't know uh, mm. who, who's got uh, pit bull and who doesn't because they jump mm. over walls, high walls, in fact, uh, is, is quite a dangerous thing now to just take a walk. Uh, go mm-hmm. for a, a run in the morning. People are not feeling safe in their own communities, not only because of crime, but because of these pit bulls. Yes. No, you're, you're very right. It is a cause for concern. And you're right to say, you know, we really need to, uh, you know, embark on programs that will ensure that we conscientize people on this. But of course, people as well, you know, in, in our neighborhoods, in our streets, let's engage as neighbors to say, if there's anyone who's owning a pit bull, how should it be hanging? Because, like we indicated earlier on, today your pit bull might be good, but tomorrow it might be, it might have, it might cause this kind of a, a situation. So you rather, as a community, engage on this before anything happens. And if the person insists in keeping a keeping it people, as the community talk to the individual to indicate how best they are going to ensure that this pit bull is secure enough, such that it doesn't come out of the yard. But you'll see that it's not these pit bulls are not only attacking strangers. They also attack children in the same yard. They also attack the owners, we you know, of a people here in El Dorado Park um, that attacked Ukoko and killed Ukoko some years back. You know, a couple of years ago, it must have been five years back or so. You know, it killed Ukoko Obesalanayo for the longest of time. So you you can't say you you are in good terms with your with your dog, and you know, not knowing you know, what what will happen tomorrow. You can't trust such kind such kind of an animal. So it is important that. Such campaigns are embarked on to conscientize people, the communities, neighbors, and so forth, so that they deal and curb this kind of situation. Thank you so very much, Dr. Mumbi, for joining us. Um, and I'm hoping that uh, the support will be given to both victims and secondary victims. Thank you very much, Dr. Lee. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Hey, Timas, it's 11 o'clock. Let's go to Greg Hose for the final news bulletin. Good evening, Greg.